Welcome to the Awake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we talk gopher hoops and the bad loss to Michigan. We go through it and break down what happened in that game and look at the schedule heading forward for this gopher squad. Then we talk NFL football and preview the wild card weekend, giving our takes for who we think is going to win this weekend and some of the major storylines from each game. Uh, also mixed in there is an exit interview with Zach uh, before he went on his date. All of that today on the Wake and Take Podcast. There is a house in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been a ruin of many a poor boy And God, I know I've won And welcome to the show, BG, Zach, Randy, the whole crew here Got a great show planned. We're going to go through a little bit of NCAA hoops here to start. And BG and, and fellas, the Gophers got absolutely throttled. And, and it wasn't really even close. Yeah, it was a six-point game at halftime, thanks in part to an 8-0 run by Marcus Carr at the end of the half to, to make it even that close. But it was just an embarrassing performance. And this is really the third time this year where the Gophers have just shown up to a big-time game against, in my opinion, the best team we played so far this year in Michigan and they just, they didn't even, they weren't, you know, ready from the tip at all. There was no emphasis on controlling the ball. And Michigan's defense is phenomenal. The best defensive team I've seen play yet this season. And we were sloppy from the get-go. Marcus Carr gave everybody. I mean, it was just, and BG, I don't know how you felt watching that game, but it just didn't seem like we really wanted that at all. There wasn't a ton of effort. And it was just a very, very sloppy game for the Gophers. Yeah, going into that game, I was... <laughs> Oh boy, here comes Boone. Um, going into that game, I was really optimistic <laughs> because Liam Robbins got absolutely worked against uh, Wisconsin with their two smaller bigs. Sorry, <laughs> what do you want? Dude? Just to set the scene here, before we started recording, uh, we were debating whether we we're going to have Boone on or not, and now you know, causing a little mayhem. What do you got to say since you walked in here with your new glass of whiskey? Do you need another glass? No. What do you mean? <laughs> About Gophers basketball. You got any Gophers takes? Take. Ten, Ten second take. take. We are pretenders. Richard Patino cannot keep people in state. Mm. And he I exits. I right? could not disagree more with the exactly. pretenders. He can't keep a lot of people in state. I, I, I'm with you there, Boone. But okay, I think sorry, we're the real I deal. Say, I was really optimistic going into the game last night because, or two nights ago, I guess, because Liam Robbins has played super well this Big Ten season, except during that Madison game um, when they had those two smaller bigs, uh, Reavers and Potter, going after him. And we had a big seven-foot-two center we're going against Dickinson against Michigan. And I thought he would fare well against him because he's smaller, but, I mean, he's seven-foot, so just a couple inches shorter. But he's so much quicker. He can spread out the floor with the three-point shot he has. But that just... It did not come into plan at all during the game against the Wolverines. I thought that we had a good chance of winning because of how we played in that game before against Ohio State and how our lineup matched up against Michigan. But we just played horrible the entire game. Even the first half, like you said, we were down six points, but it wasn't a close game. We were down six points, shooting horribly, but taking horrible shots. Mm -hmm. And Michigan was missing all their shots too, but they're taking good shots. So it easily and probably could have been a 15- to 20-point game at half. 
And then just the offensive possessions we had in that second half, second half were absolutely horrendous. We'd had nothing going on, and we'd take a last-second step-back three with five seconds left, and it hit off the front rim every single time. And that's something I've noticed with the Patino team and the Gophers team this season. I think we are a really good team when we're playing against a defense that doesn't irritate us and doesn't take away our game plan from the get-go. But Illinois, Wisconsin, and this past game, they've got into our head and they've distracted our game plan and kind of punched us in the face with what we were planning to do that game, and we have no answer for it whatsoever. And once we have that, I, I honestly don't think Patino's a good enough coach to plan around that, which we've seen three times this this year, three blowouts. Um, and it's too bad because I think we definitely have the talent for it. Marcus Carr could barely get anywhere on the floor. We weren't taking advantage of his mismatches or Liam Robbins. So it's it's too bad, disappointing. And we've talked about it many times with pretty much every Minnesota sports or sport team that there is. When our hopes get high, they just absolutely plummet after a horrible Minnesota sports team outing. And that was the case this this past game. It, it'd be different if we were in the game the whole game. But just to be embarrassed on a national scale, it's it's something we should expect. But I, I have to blame myself with getting my hopes up and thinking this Gophers team different, which it's only one game. So I know it's yeah. not even close to the end of the season, but it's, right. it's, it's just disappointing. In my opinion, Michigan is really uh, underranked at 10. I, I think they're a top five team, and I, I'm going to – at this point in time, there'd be a Final Four team in my mind. Michigan is an elite basketball team, and the Gophers got embarrassed. But that doesn't mean they're not a good team. There still is a lot of weapons on this team, and I still have some confidence going forward. I mean, yeah, it's the first time that we've seen Michigan so far this year. We get them in nine days. I mean, we get them next Saturday again, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if, if this Gopher team can show up and finally handle some of that pressure because I think you're right on the – you hit the hammer right – on the nail, BG, when you said that uh, the, the pressure teams, the, the Illinois, the Wisconsin doesn't really run pressure at all. We found a way to lose to them. But, but the Michigan as well, when they, those defensive teams put the pressure on the Gophers, they just really haven't been able to get any offensive flow at all. And it's so, you know, it's so obvious when you're watching them, the Gophers play against like Iowa the first time, and, and we'll see them again on Sunday. But, you know, they had like 200 passes in that game. And I don't know what the total number of passes was for the Gophers in this last game, but it, it's half that. You know, there was just no offensive movement. Guys weren't getting open. And there just has to be some pride there. There just has to be some pride that comes into effect that, hey, I'm not going to let this guy just sag all I mean, get right up in me. I'm going to go in. I'm going to take a hard V cut to the hoop, and I'm going to get open. And these lazy passes that were going for dunks on the other end, I mean, there was four or five of those just in the first half. I mean, they're giving them... 10 points just spotting them by throwing lazy passes. And it's not like it's a tremendous effort from Michigan. They're just up in the passing lanes, and we just didn't know what to do. And so those things, I think, are correctable. I think there's ball handlers on that on this team that are very strong and can handle that pressure. It's just a lack of effort at this time. At least that's what it seems like. And um, it'll be a little different against Iowa on Sunday. But then, like I mentioned, next Saturday again, we get the Michigan Wolverines at, at – Two o'clock in the afternoon, and this Gopher team has to be ready to play. And if they're not, and if they get blown out again, then, then yes, BG, I will kind of concede that this team is not necessarily a second weekend March Madness team, like you know some of us had hoped. And I'm not necess- I'm not necessarily saying that we aren't. I think that it, it was just so disappointing 
to see the Gophers play like that, especially after some good wins and being ranked 16th and having the opportunity to make themselves way into the top 10, even the top five after Michigan, Iowa, Michigan, to see how we played. And then wouldn't be surprised if we're unranked after that uh, loss, but obviously depends on the next two games. But yeah, there's so much left of the season. So it is in our control how we do. And just being optimistic and positive is because of the Big Ten league that we play in and the quality of teams that we play against and the number of teams that are ranked, we could very well finish in the top five just by beating these unbelievable teams that we're playing. Like we mentioned, we have Iowa and Michigan, our next two games. Those are, those are two of the top teams in the country. And after that, we have at least five more games in this Big Ten season. So the good thing is it's not down the chute from here and we're not going to miss the tournament. Whatever we want to do, we can do because we have that schedule and we have a good enough roster uh, to control our own will, I feel like, if we play right and if we're coached right. Yep. But the last comments I have on the game is it appears that Gabe Culture is now back in his recent slump after the Michigan game. He had some horrible misses. Um, wide open three, I remember, airballed by a couple of feet. And I, like we talked about, I definitely admire how great he plays and the effort he plays with. He's still a great defender, so I love that. Another one, Booth Gotch, who I thought was going to be our the most vital guy on our team, has played a great season before the Big Ten, an absolutely horrendous season during the Big Ten. He cannot get anything going offensively. He's not an he's not a factor on defense, and he's kind of a liability out there when we have him on the Gophers because he's not going to do anything on either end, which is just really frustrating because I had high hopes for him. So. Again, it's early in the Big Ten season, but hopefully he gets that turned around because we need him. Yep. And last thing, in our road games this Big Ten season, it seems like we're playing road games with stadiums that have a hundred thousand people in the fans or in the in the in the crowd, a hundred thousand fans in the crowd. We're getting blown out every single road game that we had so far. I guess Madison isn't a blowout because we only lost by 12 points, but that score is a lot closer than it actually was. And then against Michigan and Illinois, those have all been road games. And for some reason, we're just playing horrible on the road. And obviously there's no fans or very little fans that Michigan had. Um, And I'm thankful for that because if we're going into Michigan, if we're going into Ann Arbor with all those screaming fans, it would be much, much worse. And whatever it is, we got to figure out what's going on, what's going wrong on the road if it's just different hoops to play on, if it's traveling, preparation, whatnot. It's the Big Ten League. We're going to do a lot of this in harsh situations, harsh environments, and we got to figure it out now to have a very successful season, which I know we can have. Yep, and they'll get another chance on Sunday uh, against Iowa, like I mentioned. And, and Randy, Iowa taking care of Maryland today, I believe. You said 20-0 run they went on in the first half. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm watching the game now. We're up by 19. We uh... – Started off to a slow start, and I mean, the thing about this Iowa team that I said just earlier this week is that we can score a bunch of points in a short amount of time, and uh, our defense got locked in for about five minutes, forced a couple turnovers, and yeah, we made some threes, Luca Garza did his thing, and went on a 20-0 run, so that's the uh, that's the thing that makes Iowa so dangerous, is their, their ability to score quickly, and you know, they're Obviously not the best defensive team, but they got some uh, they got some length, and with their zone, they've been able to force some turnovers. So we'll uh, oh see okay, if they can they're running more zone now. Forward. 
<laughs> they're uh, they're trying to impersonate Syracuse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, just personnel wise, it's not it's not going to work. Uh, how how was the health <laughs> of the team? Anybody anybody hurt or sick or anything? Uh, Connor McCaffrey got banged up um, against Rutgers. Um, he's back up. He's back playing playing again today. It was actually um. Uh, he got banged up in the first half against Rutgers, went to the locker room. We didn't see him. And then Iowa had to get the ball in with like two seconds left. And all they had to do was inbound the ball. They're up by yeah. three points, I think. And uh, Rutgers was going to foul. And out comes from the locker room, Connor McCaffrey, to uh, <laughs> to make the inbound pass. Um, <laughs> so that was, a, that was kind of a cool moment for Hawk fans. Um, as Jordan Bohannon makes another three, you know, nothing, nothing else new. Um, <laughs> I, I can do some, uh, some live play by play now. Uh, I no, think, but besides I, the, I, I uh, we'll besides the Conor McCaffrey <laughs> injury, that's, um, uh, that's about it. I mean, everyone's, yeah. everyone's healthy. Uh, most of the team got COVID I think this summer. So don't think we have to worry about that. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Good. I mean, that's, that, that's how you want it. Both squads pretty healthy for this, uh, big time matchup on Sunday. I think it's, uh, like a one thirty uh, tip. Uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, it is. Yep. One thirty uh, on uh, Sunday. Number five, Iowa. And number 16, Minnesota. Yeah. I was going to say, unfortunately, Brio can't watch the game. He has to, uh, uh, he has to be watching that, that Bears-Saints game on, on Nickelodeon at the same time. But uh, That's Zach true. Brazilian next week on, on what happens this uh, Iowa-Minnesota game. Perfect. Yeah, I, I look forward to the, the Nickelodeon game, so I... I'm not uh, I'm not too bummed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a big assignment for you. We're expecting quite a bit from that. And let's let's kind of flip over to the NFL here, fellas. Let's try to run through uh, each of the games this weekend. Let's pick a win or two if we can. Uh, Zach, I know you got to leave in just a couple of minutes, but we'll see if we can you know kind of rattle through these games real quick here. Let's start with the Colts and the Bills, fellas. Uh, Bills are the hottest team in football. I mean, if you take away that Hail Mary, I think it was week 11, um, Murray to Hopkins, it would be a 10-game win streak heading into the playoffs. And the Bills are just, they're really solid at every phase of football. I mean, they're they're not great at any one phase, but they're just really good at all three phases. And, I mean, I think they're the more balanced team in this game, and I think Josh Allen can get ahead of this Indianapolis Colts team. And then Indianapolis just – they don't have enough firepower, in my opinion, to be able to come from behind. And so this one is, in my mind, kind of a no-brainer here. I'm taking the Bills. I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be a – you know, the AFC is going to be really tough, and I don't think there's going to be a, a close game – or, sorry, I don't think there's going to be a blowout um, with any of those AFC games besides that one, I think. I think that's going to be the – the by far the um dude i can't talk i think that's gonna be like the <laughs> right. the, the bills are gonna win by a lot <laughs> okay someone else talk. I like what's, it. what's the spread on the, that game um i do not have the spread on me hang on i'll get them all i believe right it's here. six and a half don't ask me how i know thank you Randy. uh bills i'm assuming yep yep yeah i'll take i'll take the bills that like you said, Bill, the, the Bills are really good all around, and they're clicking right now. They have an unbelievable offense, a really, really good young quarterback. And the Colts have a great defense, but I think they have a great defense against medium and okay and maybe good offenses. But the Bills are much better than a good offense. So I think the Bills overpower them, and I hope the Bills make a run because that would be sweet to see. I, uh, I predict that Phillip Rivers, in, in possibly the last game of his career, 
uh, is going to have the ball down by five minutes to go, length of the field, no timeouts, um, and the Colts are going to cover. Okay, but they're not going to—they're not going to win. They're not going to win. Nope. It's okay. going to end in the most Philip Rivers way that a okay down Phillip by Rivers down by five, end. no timeouts, a minute left. I love it. Length of the I field. thought you were yeah. going to say a minute to go, chance to win the game, and Philip Rivers picks six. Because yeah. that would be classic, <laughs> Philip Rivers. Yeah. Philip Rivers, he's he always, scre- he always he's gets... screaming up Frick after that. Yeah. He always, in Gold those down. situations throughout Gold his career, he always gets to the 50. He always gets to about the 50-yard line, and then he just doesn't have the arm strength to get a Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't sight, you can't sight arm a football 50 yards field. Yeah, it's like right. a 10-yard corner, and then it, yeah. Yeah, the, the matchup home. of take arm your, strength. Take care of your 10 kids. <laughs> the matchup of an arm strength in this game is is tremendous. I mean, it, <laughs> as far as you can throw the ball with, with Josh Allen and probably the, the, the worst arm strength with uh, Phillip Rivers, but it'll be an okay game. I think the Bills will pull away and win this one, but yeah, it should be a decent football game. Let's move on to the Browns at the Steelers. Big story in this one, Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Browns, will not be on the sideline this week, tested positive for COVID, and that's a pretty big factor in my opinion, fellas. I still might take the Browns. I'm going to pick last. I'm going to see what, see what the uh, the population is picking here, and i got to look at the spread. Um, Looks like the spread is minus six for Steelers. Ooh, I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns on that one. I I don't see the Steelers getting covering that one. Zachary? Yeah. Yep. I think the Browns. I think the Browns are going to win. Not even cover. I think they're going to win. Even though without without Savansky, Steelers have just been a really disappointing last six games. Have just been a very big disappointment the last six games, and I don't think they're going to do anything um, spectacular in that game. I think the Browns are inspired being in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, and I think they're going to. Um, have a big game, but with that said, too, they could go out in the most Browns fashion ever and lose by forty. So I don't know who it's, but I, I'm going. I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns. Yeah, I could see it going either way too. Um, with a team that hasn't been in the playoff in 18 years, like you said, and a quarterback who hasn't, who's still relatively young in the league. But I think the Browns are going to cover, and I, I think they're going to win too. I think the Steelers are a good team, but they sure as hell shouldn't have gone 11 and 0, 12 and 0, whatever they did. Um, and I'm hoping the Browns win, and I think they will, and I hope that Anderson Deho gets a playoff win. Yeah. I'll take um, I'll take the Steelers here. I mean, we saw week 17, the, the, the Steelers with their JV squad uh, only lost by two to the Browns, and yeah, the Browns had some COVID issues, but, I mean, Mason Rudolph, I mean, considering how pissed off and, and how happy uh, Miles Garrett probably was to, to be able to sack him every play, uh, the fact that um, the fact that the Steelers kept that one close, I think I think they win this game easily. All right, and moving on to the next one in the AFC: Ravens at the Titans, and this is really my favorite game of of the six this weekend. I think it's six: one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, uh, really, my favorite of the six games. I mean, it's the big rematch from last year. The Ravens, I think, are better than they were last year, and I'm going to take them to win this game. Um, let's see. Why is this spread keep going away from me? Uh, they are favored by Baltimore, favored by three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them to cover that all day long. Bill, I'm going to take you one step further, my man. I think uh, the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, yes, sir. rambling. You heard Ricky. it. You heard it. Yep. You're talking like a man who has places to go in one minute. 
<laughs> no, no, no. We uh, we got some time. You got some time. I'll, I'll text Jared. He'll understand. Uh, I, I, I can't but, uh, wait for the Raven. I can't wait for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, but not cover this game against the Titans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Titan, Titans by ten, though. Titans uh, by ten. Uh, no, I think, I think the the Ravens got hot at the right time. Um, they they had some weird weird things going on. You know, six games into the year, you know, that middle stretch of the season was not pretty. Um, but they're playing better than most teams in NFL right now. The last probably last five games of the year, and that's you know the best time to get hot. Uh, coming into the playoffs, and yeah, I think they're going to avenge their loss to the Titans. That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be—I agree with you, Bill. I think that's going to be the most exciting playoff game um, in in my Mr. mind. Go Mr. Ahead. Brill. Yes. It, it's seven fifty-five. I think we have a couple of questions for you. Oh, for uh, sure. This is exit sure. interview time. Yeah, your your <laughs> exit your exit interview. You're, it sounds like you're going to leave the podcast right now to to go do something. What are you What are you doing? So. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to stop by my brother's house real quick. Um, and then in a little bit after that, I'm going to come back. And uh, I'm going to be hanging out with a, a friend. Hanging out with a friend. Like a like a guy friend or a lady oh, friend? Oh, no, 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 no. A, a dog friend? Nope. Uh, no dog. No, no. Uh, it's actually, it's a girl. A girl. A friend who's a girl. A girl who's oh. a friend. That's what I meant. Is it a girl or a woman? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's a woman. She's she just graduated. High school. Um, Tell us about her. <laughs> she no, she's got one semester left. Uh she's great. She's from the Green Bay area, but she's not a huge Green Bay Packer fan, and that's what I like in my women. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but other than that, she's great. Uh, but she's going to be moving away later in the year. So, oh, where's she? I think we're going to we're going to remain friends. It's gonna oh, be. We got a, like, we a friend zone on the pod. We got a friend zone. Where is she moving live to? Live on Zach? the podcast. <laughs> I friend zone myself. I did it to myself. <laughs> I didn't want to. It's gonna be to, like the Notebook. Yeah, it's it's almost like the Notebook. That they're saying that it's gonna be the Notebook too. Uh, you're you're both moving away. You're both moving away. You're kind of in like the the bottom economic class. Her parents <laughs> wanted to fool around with you. <laughs> Zach, where where is she moving to? Uh, uh, she thinks either Texas or out west somewhere. Just wherever she can get away from you. That's that's what I'm <laughs> gathering. That's what I'm gathering here. Yep. What yep. what is her what is I think we still got three minutes before get, this interview is over. What, what is her biggest flaw? Biggest flaw. <sighs> Sings too much in the shower. Uh, <laughs> Trying to think what Michael Scott said. Um, <laughs> no, she's great. I would say no flaws. Except so for she's a perfect she's, woman. Yeah, yeah uh, girl. We all have our oh girl. Yep, yeah, we all have our flaws, don't we? We all have our flaws. Um, hey, 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 Zach. Every rose has its thorns. That it does. It, absolutely. I just haven't found hers yet. Oh, baby. That's but nice. I'll be searching tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, kidding. I think we're just gonna hang out, watch some, play some games or something. But we'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let her know you guys are thinking about her and talking about her, and I'm sure she'll be thrilled. Yeah, she have she'll a name? never. Yeah, what's, she'll what's never, her name? She'll never find out about this podcast. <laughs> okay. Does she have a name? Uh no, she doesn't. Next question. <laughs> Come on, give us at least a first name. Callie. Callie. Okay. Yes, sir. With a C or a K. Hey, now, <laughs> uh, with a C, with a C. 
That is all the information I'm going to give you. She she could potentially be moving to Cali too. Cali from Cali. Cali from Cali. She actually is from Cali originally. Oh, wow. Cali from Cali. You're into the California girls. It is. It is what it is. I do like the Beach Boys a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You like the Beach Boys, but not the Beach Girl. I love that. I love how your mind works, Zach. You like the Cali girls. Yeah, I love the Beach Boys. (laughs) Yeah, that that didn't really make too much sense looking back on that comment. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only thing to come out of California. <laughs> well, I was just thinking the song. I wish they all could be California girls. I wish they all could be California. I wish they all could be California girls. No one was gonna stop me there. I was just, I was. Yeah, no, no wonder she's moving out west. No, no, she had this plan, and she told me she's like, I wasn't gonna let a guy. A guy changed my mind. She told me that. So, wouldn't it, it be is. nice if you guys were older? Then it wouldn't have to take so long. Oh, that is. Oh, I like that you did there. Uh, it wouldn't. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the next line there. <laughs> I see what you did there, though. Uh, yeah. It, no, I think it's gonna. Her next ten years, she said, it's gonna be out of Wisconsin. So, not, not. I think I'll be in the Midwest for a while. So, will you write to her? She writes letters to all her friends, which is really cool. I think that's the coolest damn thing. Yeah. How's her penmanship? Hopefully, hopefully she doesn't write you a Dear John. <laughs> What's a Dear John? It's like when the soldier's out in war and your girlfriend's back at home and she writes you a Dear John saying that, like, I'm moving on and I can no longer <laughs> really go on with this. Oh, that'd be the worst. No, I, uh, she seemed, we, we seem pretty happy with each other at the moment. Um, what branch so is she it, in again? She's in the uh, <laughs> what, what branches? What branches? You got is uh, is Callian. No, I, I try to think of his name. St. Thomas guy. Langmore. Professor Langmore. Langmore. Where's Langmore in? He's in the. Uh, he's a Navy uh, Seal. <laughs> he's he's nas- a Navy Seal. Na- National Guard. National Guard. That's right. She's in the yeah. Guard. Okay. Nice. Thanks. You guys want me to tell her to thank you for your service? <laughs> yeah, we'll tell her. Yeah, you could tell her that. Yeah, we'll thank her. Okay. Officially cool. from the Wake and Take podcast, and then she can listen to this. Absolutely. No, no, no. She'll never hear this. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we don't <laughs> want to keep ever. you, so it's it's past uh, past your time now. It is past eight, yes. Uh, no, it's been a, any any of the questions you guys need to ask me? Mm. Maybe just your closing statement. Yeah, do you have a closing statement for us? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. I had planned this out. I truly did. Um, Because it seems like you forgot it. I did. I did. I planned this out the last Does your dog eat it? What's that? Nothing. (laughs) Continue on. Oh, man. I had the best closing line ever. Oh, that's annoying. That's really annoying. Um. This is some good radio. Yeah, I I can't I can't tell I can't I can't think. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I I don't want this to be like this the case, but I think this is what's going to happen. I think the Packers are going to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens are going to win. That was what I was going to finish up before before our interview. I was going to say that, but that's all I have for you guys tonight. All right, thank you, sir. Alrighty. We'll see you next uh, Monday good night. Good luck, Ramble and Ricky. Thank you. Good I appreciate that. Have a good one, guys. Yep. Peace out, Zachary. See ya. Peace.
All right. Well, there's our first exit interview. I think it went pretty good, boys. <laughs> Traveling into the mind of Zach Briel. Yeah. Fascinating. It, it sure is. It's it's a study every time, you know. Beach girls to <laughs> we, the the beach boys, you know. It's, <laughs> my favorite was we were talking about before we uh, before we turned the mics on, but but Zach has a tendency to never know a name. He's always searching for a name. <laughs> yeah. And, and I lost there when he was looking for a, he was looking for, uh, now I forget the name. It's wearing off on me, but yeah. he is one of a kind. Langer. A national like, treasure. Well, it, it all started, I think it was the very first episode of Wake and Take when we, he was trying to figure out Brad is uh, Gratterall. He couldn't remember that name. And That's right. It took yeah. him like the entire show. <laughs> yeah, very like an hour, an hour and 20 minute episode. And yeah, it took him the whole show and he's never really recovered from that. Yeah, that's why he has the segment of Ramblin' Rick. Yeah, but he does. Yeah, he's he's doing a good job. And now, hey, the kid's on a date, so you know we're, we're proud of him. All right, fellas, should we go back to a little bit of football here? Finish out uh, the final. Yeah. Let's see, four games, three games on here, uh, and then call yeah, the show. I'll go quick. I think Zach just ended his turn. He's taking the Ravens. I'm going to take the Titans uh, plus three and a half. I hope they win, but I'm just going to say cover because the Ravens have been hot. But <clears throat> I think they'll cover because the later the season gets, especially playoff football and outside, which this game obviously is, it gets harder and harder to tackle Derrick Henry. And when you can't stop an offense through the running game, when you have a very capable quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, it's it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I just think the Titans have the edge there, at least to cover and they're going to have fans in the stadium because mm. in Nashville, yeah. uh, fans are allowed in Titans. So they'll have the home field advantage and come playoff time. It's going to be really loud in Tennessee. So I think all of that um, will have them at least cover the game. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad, uh, mad if the Ravens win. Cause I think it's time for Lamar to make a playoff run. Cause he's so talented and they have a good core around him, but this will be a fun game to watch and I'm going to take the Titans. I love it. I love it. Uh, moving on, Bears at the Saints, Alvin Kamara. I, I think we talked about it before we started recording, boys, but we're under the consensus, at least, that he's going to play in this game, even though he's questionable uh, right now with COVID. But, I mean, either way, really, I, I don't think the Bears have enough offense to get past this Saints team. The defense is good, but but really Trubisky doesn't really have anything working uh, on that offensive side, and I just don't see any chance that the Bears have uh, to win this game or to cover. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's a it's a big spread. It's nine and a half for Saints, but I'm still gonna take the Saints. I think they'll at least win by ten, just because their offense is really good with Breeze back, with Kamara, with Michael Thomas, and whoever else. And the Bears defense is good, but they're not a normal great Bears defense that that gets the Bears defense to the playoffs. And kind of unique for the Saints, they have a really really good defense too. They're they're good on both ends of the ball, so. I think the Saints are going to win this uh, matchup, but I hope to God that the Bears win. Yep, I uh, I agree with you completely there. Uh, BG, I think, uh, you know, as Zach said earlier, earlier this week, the Bears quarterback situation has been a mess since Brian Erlacher left, so I'll take the Saints. <laughs> I love Ever it. since he did the hair commercials. I love it. Ever I since Erlacher left, the quarterback situation, yeah. It, it's <laughs> true. It's, it's an elite take. All right, moving on. Rams at the Seahawks. Best game in, in the NFC side of things, I think, at least. And Jared Goff, questionable with that thumb injury. I, I think he's going to play as well. But for the Rams, they're really going to need that defense to show up. I mean, they got a good defense, and it's just going to come down to 
can they slow down Russell Wilson and that Seattle offense enough to to give Goff and, and their offense a chance to compete? And I, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, uh, but I'm going to take Seattle. I think Russell makes a few plays down the stretch that, that turn things in, in a low-scoring game for Seattle. Yeah, three-and-a-half spread. Um, I think it obviously totally depends off if Jared Goff can play. So um, depending on that, if, if Jared Goff is at, is active and plays for the game, I'm going to take the Rams to cover plus three-and-a-half. I think that the Rams have a good offense when everybody is healthy. They have good quarterback receivers and a pretty good running back with Cam Akers. And they have a really good defense, too, with getting to the quarterback. So I think that the Rams, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I think they'll cover. And I think that any team the Vikings lose to by one point um, isn't that good of a team this season like the Seahawks did to us. So uh, I think the Rams will cover. Yeah, I think uh, it's all dependent on on Jared Goff and – um, I mean, I don't think the Seattle offense has been uh, anything close to elite the past month or so. You barely squeaked by C.J. Beathard in the uh, um, in the San Francisco 49ers. You score, um, I mean, you score 20 points against the Rams. Um, but um, I think Goff was uh, was that the game Goff got injured. Uh, regardless, though, and they just haven't been able to put up points like uh, like they're worth being this season. And unless things turn around really quickly. Um, I think if, if golf plays, then, then the Rams at least cover, if not win. The other thing is that Seattle defense. I mean, the last, I think, eight weeks or something, Carlos Dunlap has got like four and a half sacks, and that's really kind of changed uh, their whole defensive scheme. They're running a ton of cover three, and I mean, they've been running cover three, but if you can't get pressure with that front four, it's really tough, and that, that's kind of really opened things up for that Seattle defense. Yeah, they were horrible, worst in the league to start the season, but they've made they're they're not in that bottom five category anymore. But uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be a, a fun one there. I think that one's on Saturday night, or is that a Sunday game? Saturday at three forty. Okay, so evening game. Yep, love it. All right, last game here: Bucks at Washington. I mean, this is a joke. The Washington football team, but. We'll see. Maybe Montez Sweat and Chase Young can get after Tom Brady a little bit. Obviously, Brady gets very little pressure and his face very little pressure this year. And when it does come, he's so good and so calm in the pocket. I mean, I just don't really see any way that Washington can even keep this game close. Yeah, I really want to say that Washington will cover. It's an eight-point spread for the Buccaneers. And I really want the football team to cover just because – Nobody expected them to be in the playoffs and beyond that do well. But unfortunately, I think that the Buccaneers are too good of a team, especially against Washington. Um, I think they'll win by nine points at least and cover the spread and obviously win. And I just don't think that Alex Smith or whoever else is on that football team's offense will be able to get past the Buccaneers' defense enough times to make a difference because the the Buccaneers offense is going to put up numbers and Tom Brady, obviously great quarterback. And he's had so much experience, probably more playoff games than a good amount of quarterbacks have had NFL games um, in the NFL. So I I think the Buccaneers will take this one by the spread. Yeah, I think uh, this is one where I'll take the, I'll take the, the, the W, the WFT or not the WTF, uh, the Washington football team. I think, (laughs) You know, Bill, you brought up Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and I mean the and that's the that's the only thing that uh, that Brady has struggled against this year is teams that have been able to to get in his face, and um, I think that's the the, the well, I almost said the R word the uh, 
the, the Washington game game plan going to this game, and uh, with Mike Evans out, you know, there's just one less weapon for for Tom Brady to use as a crutch. So um, I'll take the points in the uh, Washington football team. Yeah, and I'm seeing that this this game is on NBC again. So we're gonna get you know <laughs> Alan Chris saying the Redskins and then being like, "Oh, you've said it again. Oh, you bad boy!" <laughs> like it, it happens like four times a game. They always make such a big deal about it. It's like I mean, I get it. It happens, but it's just kind I of need annoying. I need audio of Chris Collinsworth calling Al Michaels a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did it again, Al. You bad boy. Like it's nuts, but. <laughs> Should be a great weekend of football, fellas. Any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up here? Just looking forward to it. Excited to get into the NFL playoff, NFL playoff season. Um, glad we don't have to sit through a Packers game this week. Yep, me too. <laughs> Fair <laughs> <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> good, good, good response there, Randy. Uh, we'll yeah. see you guys all next week. We're going to recap all these games. We'll talk some NCAA Hoops, Iowa, and Gophers big matchup this weekend. We'll recap all of that next Tuesday. See you then. What day is it? And in what mind this clock never seems so alive. I can't keep up and I can't back down. I've been losing so much time. It's you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why Can't keep my eyes off of you What are the things That I want to say on coming out right I'm tripping words You got my head spinning I don't know where to go from here Cause it's you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to prove And it's you and me and I love the people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you Something about you now I can't quite figure out Everything she does is beautiful Everything she does is right it's you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to prove And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you What day is it? And in what mind This clock never seems so alive